0: This is Carol McLeod, your host on Defiant Joy Radio. Now, why did God choose to use a man named Moses? Moses was a murderer, a wilderness dweller, and a man who resisted God. Yet God still chose Moses for one of the most significant assignments ever given to a man. Perhaps there's hope for God to use someone like you and someone like me. Welcome to Refined finding joy in the midst of the fire.
1: Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio with Carol McLeod. For more information about Carol, Just Joy Ministries, or her other messages, please visit our website at justjoyministries.com. And you can find Carol on Facebook at Carol McLeod, Bible teacher and author. We're also here if you need prayer, please call us toll free with your prayer request. 1-855-569-5433. 1-855-569-5433. That's 1-855-JOY-LIFE. Now, let's join Carol for today's inspiring message.
0: Moses argued with God. How foolish of him to enter into a debate with God, the all-wise, all-wise all-knowing creator of the universe. Well, how foolish of you and of me to enter into a debate with God. Haven't we learned anything yet? Haven't we learned that we can't give a good idea to God? No. He's the one who gives good ideas to us. In this fascinating study of refined finding joy in the midst of the fire, we're looking at different fire experiences in the Bible and exactly what happened to the people involved in that particular fire. We left Moses arguing with God in the wilderness. God was speaking to him through a theophonic fire. God was speaking through the burning bush. And as we rejoin Moses and God for this conversation, I just want to remind you, don't be guilty of what Moses did. It's just not necessary to argue with God. We'll begin today's lesson from reading Exodus 3 verses 10 and 11. Therefore, God said, come now and I will send you to Pharaoh so that you may bring my people, the sons of Israel out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the sons of Israel out of Egypt? Moses is questioning God. Moses is saying, God, are you sure you have the right man? I don't think I'm good enough for the job. You know, Moses was such an extraordinary man that the Holy Spirit was still talking about him thousands of years later in the book of Acts. This is what Acts 7.22 says about this man named Moses. Moses was educated in all the learning of the Egyptians, and he was a man of power in words and deeds. You see, God knew what Moses was capable of, and Moses' whole life had been preparation for this one moment in time. And God knows what you're capable of as well. Believe what God says about you, not what the wilderness says about you. Go to the Word to see what God has called you to do and also to find out what God's opinion of you is. God's truth about you is found in the Word of God, not in the wilderness. Until moses encountered God at the burning bush, he was only a god of history to him, not a god of the present tense. Moses had absolute certainty that God had miraculously worked in the lives of Abraham. Isaac and Jacob, he never would have questioned the validity of these historical counts. Yet at this significant moment in his life, when God had actually chosen to defy nature and speak through a burning bush that was not being decimated. All of history had worked itself to this climactic moment when Moses ruined it. Moses said, God, I can't do it. Choose somebody else. Moses failed to see the sacredness of this moment and turned it into a selfish moment. I can tell you this about all the fires that you encounter in life. Your fire will either be sacred or selfish. You can't have it both ways. God had declared that Moses was standing on holy ground. To God, this moment was sacred, but to Moses, it was all about stating his opinion and his preferences and the reasons why he could not be used by God. You know, many of us can relate to Moses, can't we? We have no problem believing the Bible. We believe the Bible is historically accurate in every way, in every word. We believe that God really did open the Red Sea. We believe that God actually spared Daniel in the lion's den. We believe that Jesus fed 5,000 ravenous people with five loaves and two fish. We believe it. We believe the God of history. We believe that just as sure as George Washington was our first president, that Peter walked on water. We believe it. We believe that Lazarus was raised from the dead and that those three boys in the fiery furnace didn't even smell like smoke. We believe the history of the Bible. But when we are asked Do you believe that God can work through you? Do you believe that God can redeem your marriage? Do you believe that God can give you a new job? Do you believe that God can bring your children home? Do you believe that God can heal your body? We respond just like Moses did. Not me. I'm not the one. God, you do it for everybody else, but I'm not sure about me. I believe that the fire will help you to determine if your God is merely a God of history or a God of the present tense. Exodus chapter 3 verses 12 and 13. And God said, certainly I will be with you, Moses. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God at this mountain. Then Moses said to God, behold, I am going to the sons of Israel. And I will say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. Now they may say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? Well, actually, these are the first cognizant words that Moses has muttered. He said, "'God, who are you?' The fire will help you to determine in a new way who God really is to you. To me, the best part of a fire is this. You will know God in a new way. You will know him in new and intimate ways. You will be able to define who he is as never before." Exodus 3 verses 14 and 15. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God furthermore said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, the Lord the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And this is my memorial name to all generations. God defined himself. He said, I am that I am. And these particular words that God used to describe himself come from the imperfect stem of the Hebrew verb to be. Now, let me explain this to you. Don't cross your eyes. You can get this. The imperfect tense denotes an action started in the past. It continues in the present, and it's not yet complete. So a good translation of this would be, I am who I have always been and will continue to be the name that God used in these verses is Jehovah. It's the I am name of God. Yahweh or Jehovah is the same name. The Hebrew nation considered this name of God so holy that they would not even pronounce it or utter it. They spelled it with all consonants so that it was unable to be pronounced. They spelled it Y-H-W-H. It means to be. It means to have life. It is tied to the idea of existence, to living today. You know, science teaches us that everything that exists had to have a prior cause in order to exist. But God is the uncaused cause. He is the first cause. Before him, there was no other cause. God spoke to Moses and he spoke to him clearly. He didn't say, Moses, i I'm a figment of your imagination. He didn't say, Moses, I am the main character of your hallucinations. He didn't say, Moses, some people think I am. He didn't say, Moses, I might be. God said, Moses, I am who I have always been and who I will continue to be. Whatever you're going through today, let me remind you that he has delivered he is delivering, and he will deliver in the future. God has spoken, he is still speaking, and he will continue to speak in the future. God has answered, he is answering, and he will continue to answer in the future. The Bible alone promises the only sure solutions to all of our problems, our disappointments, and our failures. The Bible presents Jehovah as the God of the present tense, continually working, always working behind the scenes on your behalf. He is the present tense answer to everything. Whatever your need is today, he is, I am. Some Hebrew scholars translate this name of God as I am being that I am being, or how about this way? I am the ising one. I am the one who always is. You have all of me at your disposal. This name, Jehovah, is introduced in this verse for the very first time in Scripture, and it's consistently used with the revelation of God. Whenever you see the words in the Bible, thus says Jehovah. In the Old Testament, it's always when God speaks. Jehovah is the one who does the speaking to humanity. God not only exists in the past tense, the present tense, and the future tense, but he speaks in the past tense, the present tense, and the future tense as well. You can trust that the God of the Bible is the God of today. He will meet your needs today. When we read the Bible, we don't just read it historically, but we read it personally and in the present tense. God wants to use you today.
1: We're so glad you were able to join us today. The Just Joy staff would love to hear from you. Please call us at 1-855-569-5433. That's 1-855-JOY-LIFE. Or simply go online to justjoyministries.com. Whether you want to live above the ordinary or learn to worship God even during hardships, Carol has great teachings to help you every step of the way. Carol would love to come speak in your area. Her messages of hope and joy have blessed so many. Contact us today at justjoyministries.com or call toll free 1-855-569-5433.
0: It's my pleasure to study God's word with you and remind you to never, never, never give up. Don't give up on God or on yourself or on your future. Never give up. If you're struggling and need prayer, please call us today. The phone number is easy to remember, 855 Joy Life. Or you can email me directly, Carol at justjoyministries.com. If you've been blessed by the messages and the ministry, please let us know with your sponsorship. Call us toll free, 855 569 5433 or go online to justjoyministries.com.